0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: You guys had a um, camp, fab, uh, start in Ace's place in safety. I'm wondering, looking at the film, how do you feel like, well, first off, why had him shift over where he had obviously been a Husky prior to that, and, and how did you see him play?
3: He played some safety here uh, previously. So being able to make the move, his level of preparation showed us that he can be able to do it. So, I mean, literally it was, he went into some Navy SEAL training uh, toward the end of the week, and he really did a great job in his performance.
2: You guys had a pretty good run defense. Just what allowed you guys to have so much success
3: with the mainly um tattooing? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it helps when you have some stocking stuffers like that on the inside, and that that, that definitely helps. But the biggest thing is just this, the guys applying all their techniques on those given downs, and what you are starting to see is just the confidence in their in their preparation ahead of time, and. Everyone d- did their job, and most of the time, if you go do your job, success should not surprise you. That's kind of
4: what's happening with the defensive backfield in terms of preparation, the confidence, and then, you know, people getting
5: injured, people stepping up.
3: And the the one thing that we're trying to show the guys is you have the ability to continue to keep doing everything because the scheme, the system, and the structure is there. Uh, One of the main reasons why everyone kind of meets together is everyone is hearing the same message. So like like with Cam Fab, all the secondary guys are meeting together uh, fairly frequently, so him going from one position to the next. It's just a matter of us being able to make sure on our end that we can get our 11 best players on the football field at one time.
6: Would you still consider your secondary uh, kind of precariously thin on experience?
3: Yes, yes, um, and that's that's something that we all know, so we know we have to keep it simple so we could be more simple and explosive on on that end because they are fairly youthful, and I think as we get in through the weeks, we'll have some more players coming back.
2: Carson's made a pretty good impression on special teams and especially this past weekend. Just kind
3: of how is he growing? Uh, We've definitely been... Pleased and impressed with how Carson is coming along. Obviously, on special teams, he, he's showing that he is the dog that you've got to watch out for. That that is something that's great to see. He's definitely coming along at linebacker in in his in his plays that he's been in, and and we're looking forward for his continued growth at our position.
0: Were there one or two things coming out of that game that that you'd like to see the the defense improve on that stood out to you,
3: maybe in the in the second half, and just b- being able to finish in the fourth quarter. Uh, doing better on some of the fourth downs, I think, as you saw, you saw all the times they went forward on fourth down and just minimizing some of those unforced errors. And, and that's what coaching is, is. It's truly all about. It's literally the correction of errors. So that's that that's our task as coaches.
2: Julius Irvin obviously, is still pretty experienced at corner, but he had a couple <coughs> plays in that game. How did you see him come out of his second start there? at
3: corner? Yeah, the, Dr. J was coming along pretty good. Uh, it, it, it was really good to see his growth, his development. And to some of us, it's, it's not a surprise, uh, because we've seen his level of preparation as it is, and we've also seen his skill set. And, and that's one of the things that we told ourselves, hey, what can we do to get our 11 best guys on the football field? So it was just a matter of him getting over there and having uh, a few tools in his bag to be able to get to to be able to get him su- some success and, and to make it so he could be able to be successful on each down.
6: You have uh, pretty much the same guys up front on the defensive line as last year, and they got run over in a game like this last one at Michigan, per se, and Oregon later. What's the difference for these guys? What makes them better than they were last year?
3: I think when you have the opportunity to go through and endure an off season by one of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the country and coach Ron McKee your mindset, your physical body, everything's going to change. And I think there are some things that we're probably able to do systematically and structurally that will put them in position to be able to be successful and also, I, I don't know kind of what their preparation level was like a year ago, but I do know seeing the individuals from a preparation standpoint, we can see why they're playing fairly confident because they're knowing what's about to occur, they're understanding what can happen, and they're all applying and playing with good with good technique.
2: Well, like he said, I mean the numbers were tough against the run last year, but I'm curious, you know, knowing the offseason they went through and and I guess the discipline of this group and the way that you taught them, how confident were you going into this season, okay, we're going to be able to, to stop the run and get some pretty physical offenses?
3: Well, that, that has to be an expectation uh, from, from a staff standpoint and from and to a player Standpoint. You, you have to know, you have to understand, you have to trust, and you have, believe, you have to believe that, that being able to stop the run, that has to be your premium. You, you have to do that on defense and make teams one-dimensional. So that's kind of been something that we've been preaching to them from day one and, and not knowing or understanding anything about what happened in the past. You know, we told them when we come in and open the book, the book is brand new. Everybody has a new page. Uh, Your name hasn't changed, but we don't know anything about you. So everything you do from this moment forward, let's make sure we're working to be able to create excellence and we're chasing it.
2: Stanford's kind of the same way, where obviously they're they're physical, pro style, they do what they do. What makes them tough to match up with just the way that they play?
3: Uh, one thing we have a lot of respect for is Coach Shaw and his staff. You, you can tell that they are very innovative, and, and there are some things that they do that really, really, really stress you. So everyone has to be on guard for being able to play your fundamental technique, and then they also combine that with some RPO scenarios to where they can get guys open. And the one thing we told our players about here yesterday is we know we're going to be playing against a top-tier elite quarterback. He can make throws that probably two or three quarterbacks in the country uh, can make. And, and we have a lot of respect for McKee from what we've seen on film.
6: Uh, how did Ulamu Ali do this last
3: weekend? Uh, M- MJ was good. Uh, b- being, being able to see him come in and play and, and hold up some gaps, you, you can tell our linebackers love it when he's in the game because nobody's going to climb and it allows those guys to better play fast. But, but seeing, seeing MJ come in and continue to keep playing and getting better and better and better, that's what it's all about. And to see his attitude change as he gets more confident, as a coach, that's, that is so satisfying.
2: What have you been most pleased with overall?
3: You said what?
2: What have you been most pleased with so far with the three games
3: behind you now? Uh, the, the, thus far just our guys learning each game to where each game we've seen some kind of fundamental improvement, and that's what enduring the process is all about uh, f- from, from our standpoint. So know- knowing that there are still other things that we still have to improve on, even coming out of, out of the Michigan State game, there were still four or five things per position that everyone has the ability to look at, and, and that's probably one of the reasons why we coach, uh, is, is to make sure we can be able to be uh, better on each play and make sure that you're never a play late.
2: What was that? Just being in the stadium on Saturday, it was a little bit different from the previous two weeks. What was that experience like, that atmosphere like from your perspective?
3: Uh, it, it was very good. You know, coming from scenarios where we had been in these environments, it, it, for me, it, I felt comfortable. It was great. And we tried to tell the players that hadn't been out there, defensively, when you're on the field at home, it's going to be loud. So you have to make sure all the communication things that you've got to do pre-snap, you have to be on, on guard. And, and I think our players did a great job of understanding that and, and preparing to that. And it was just really good to see the purple rain show up and show out.
0: Alex Cook talked about um, how difficult the offense was to defend in practice, even going back to the spring. Um, what is it about Michael Penix from from the other side, practicing against him, that that is challenging to defend?
3: Because when you have a quarterback that can make – any and every throw on the football field and put the ball exactly where it's supposed to be that makes that makes you challenged on defense because there's there's sometimes you could be where you're supposed to be on body with the receiver and he puts it to where the the, the defender can't make a play so sometimes that becomes rather frustrating. but and, and we had to tell our players, hey, when you're going against a championship-caliber offense, there are going to be some times they're going to make some plays. And I know the offensive coaches told them, when you're playing against a championship-caliber defense, there are going to be some times we're going to make some plays. And when you see the ebbs and flows when you go against each other, that's exactly how you can raise everyone's level of competition.
5: Coach, the yards and points you gave up in the fourth quarter, you're up by 25 with go. You know, how much of that keeps you up at night? How much of that you just kind of shocked up that hey, we were up by
3: 25 points in the fourth quarter? Yeah, well, you, you, know, you never look at it like you were up by so much in, in the fourth quarter. As, as a coach, you always want to make sure you talk to your players about one of the guiding premises of our program, and that is to finish. So, so we have to do our job and still close out football games. And, and maybe that's probably one of the greatest things, because for us, that's been our number one point of contention and point of emphasis uh, thus far, understanding how to finish and close teams out. That, that's when you become elite, when you do what you do. You have to be able to understand how to close people out and make those plays.
2: Christian's question is a similar question. It was the same for having pretty four solid receivers, practicing against the four guys that you have to do you with know, JP, Jalen. How much does that kind of elevate the DV room to
3: when you face a team like Stanford that has tall receivers, it's not as much of a surprise? Yeah, yeah, and the, the, the probably the, the one of the best things when you get into conference play, every team is going to have pretty good receivers. And and that's one of the things that we love about this conference is from a defensive back standpoint, you have to be on your game every, at every moment of the day. You, you, when you go to sleep, you got to think about that big receiver that, that you're going to face or the fast receiver that you're going to face. So being able to have that in practice on a day-to-day basis, th- that just lets our guys understand you have to be on guard and, and on your game at all times.
6: Uh, Holtzclaw got a chance to play special teams. What's he need, about another 20 pounds
3: to get into the scrimmage uh, lineup? No, uh, for for, for Lance, it's just a matter of just him just continuing to grow and develop, learn the scheme, understand everything. But what we can see from a skill standpoint, I think as you guys probably saw him running running around on the field, he definitely can run. And the, the one thing that we try to commend our guys to be able to do is you have to be able to run fast and hit hard. If you can continue to do that, we will find places for you on the football field.
1: Important has been the play of your edge rushers, their consistency. Can you just talk about the play of the edge rushers, how they've been consistent, what that's led to your how your defense is playing. Yeah, the,
3: uh, for, for when when you have edge rushers who can be consistent with it with respect to setting edges in the run game, but also being able to wreak havoc in the backfield, that makes your team on defense elevate. Now there's some things we can do from a coaching standpoint just to make sure that we don't let the money get away because there, there's probably seven or eight scenarios that have happened already where we let some sacks get away and you can tell it, it pulled those guys are pulling their hair out trying to do everything they can to make sure they finish those given plays but our edges have definitely been one of the bright sides for us thus far when it comes to them being able to wreak havoc in the backfield. What's happening with they no, he's just doing everything he can to get back as soon as he can. It was just what, kind of a little freak deal where he got hit on the side in practice. So, so we're looking forward to getting him back. We, we need all the bullets in a gun.
5: How about Jordan Perry?
3: Yeah, Jordan in in the same scenario. Um, as if it goes as planned, we should all the all the all the dogs should be out of the kennel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the one thing about most of the guys, they're they're doing everything they can to get back, um, and and to, and to try to come back as soon as they can.
0: We've seen some plays on the D line where you know, Zion will swing inside, we'll see Boy swing outside. Is that because those guys are so
3: versatile multiple, or is that about kind of creating confusion? Uh, is it all of the above? Yeah, a, a, little, a little bit of the above. There there's some things you're, you're definitely trying to do so you can change some windows in the run game and utilize some of the skill of some of the guys inside. Because Vo- Voy is someone in the, in the pass game, his twitch shows up. And we're definitely happy to have someone like that, especially as a young player with some twitch that can play inside on on our team.
2: Anything else, Coach? I right, one, well, just since you mentioned the excitement you have when all the dogs are in a can run out of the camera. What does that do for you as defensive uh,
4: <laughs> coaches?
3: <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those scenarios to where when you have every asset in your program that you can pull from, you know the, 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 you can let the reins go. Uh, so when you have everyone that's there, everyone that's been preparing, everyone who is available, now it, it's, it, it, you can be more at ease because you're not on pins and needles thinking, well hey, if one guy goes down, this, this, and this are affected. So what you're always trying to do is just to make sure whenever you whenever you can operate at full capacity, that's something that you're always trying to thrive for as a coach in your program. All right. All right. Thank you, Coach yeah. Go dogs. Thank you all.
4: Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to keep up with that. How are we doing? Good. Back to the tape, just how satisfying
2: was that result against
4: Michigan State? Uh, I mean every win is hard fought and I mean that and it's extremely satisfying the guys put a ton of work into it um obviously there's some aspects of the game we're really disappointed in and and um I think that was probably eye-opening for the guys a little bit that there were some spots that even in a big game like that that we could execute even even better but uh but the kids were fired up and they definitely weren't satisfied after the game so that was I thought something really, um, kind of a good little surprise on Sunday, how they felt like they definitely kind of left some meat on the bone there.
5: What were you disappointed in?
4: What do you think? Fourth quarter. How about goal line? Yeah. 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 Add both those to it. I'd say those two things, fourth quarter and short yardage conversions would be the top of the list.
5: Why did not I mean, explain as best you can kind of why things weren't perfect down there.
4: Lack of execution. We um, went back and you have to be honest when you when you look at stuff, like was there, was it just a bad concept, you know, what was it and and honestly um, it was the look we were expecting and we, we just misfired. Lack of execution, there's no excuse for it and um, we know the detail that has to be put into those kind of plays and, and uh, we'll learn from it, we'll be better.
5: Richard a couple of years ago, it was really a great goal line back for these guys. Was using him something you thought
4: about, or? oh, for sure. Rich is going to be continue to increase his role, and and again, you know, some of the practice limitations and things like that. I think you know, I I feel like Rich is is probably really this week. I would say he's full strength, and so sometimes when guys get a little bit limited in, in the game planning and and reps during the week. Um, it gets a little bit harder to get him in. But Rich will continue to get more involved, and and uh, I would be surprised if you didn't see a lot more six out there this week.
2: You've talked before about why you like to be up in the booth in terms of kind of maintaining a sense of calm and in, in play calls and everything like that. What was the atmosphere like up from your perspective up there on Saturday? And, and are you able to kind of maintain a zen state when – there's as much happening in the atmosphere of the stadium as there was? What was that from you, from your eyes? And your perspective? Yeah, no,
4: it's, it's great up there. they got nice cushioned chairs and everything's good. Um, but you, you can feel it and you can sense it. You know, I, I thought it was um, just phenomenal what, what the crowd and, and the environment was for our kids, specifically on you know, third downs for our defense. When you look at that, like that's, there's no way to say that that doesn't impact the football game. And uh, saw it from the Seahawks the, the week before and, you know, just things like that when you know you have an advantage playing at home that you're going to be able to count on a little bit. And just the energy that our guys will have offensively is, I mean, I think sometimes people are excited about it and they talk about it. And then there's a reality of when you're seeing it, from my point of view, of somebody – you know, misfiring on the field because of what's going on out there, and then the whole sideline feeding off of it is is exciting. So that that was that was really good to see. Yeah,
6: a couple of linemen helped off the field last Saturday and Kleppo and Fatano, and I think he came back the second one. And then you've got Kirkland kind of still holding in the wings. What's an update on those three guys?
4: Yeah, um, you know, Kirkland practiced again yesterday, and and again, you know, we've been. Pretty patient with Jackson, just trying to make the best decisions possible. And and uh, I know right out the gate, our our uh, meeting yesterday, we said we we're going to get Jackson involved right away in the beginning of the week, and uh, fully anticipate him being part of the game plan. And uh, you know, with Troy, he was back out there yesterday. He was good to go. Nate was trying to get through things yesterday as well. So, and and as you mentioned, uh, Troy finished the game. So, planning on all three of those guys being available and. Um, I know they all have some things to work through, but um, nothing, nothing that should hold them out.
1: Brian, Going back to execution on goal line and that players learning from that. Did you all feel
5: like they recognized what was supposed to happen? in just a matter that that the
3: execution to complete that or?
4: Yeah, I, I think they did. Um, you know, one of the risks of when you're breaking out of a huddle fast and, and trying to put the. The pressure on the defense is is obviously for the potential for a misfire on the play. You keep the concept as simplistic as possible, hoping that they can, you know, complete that task. And um, and we just honestly we just misfired, and it was small details, pad level, and the right angles off the ball, and and they just didn't do that. So it was it was really disappointing. What
5: happened to Devin Culp? He looked like it was pretty serious, and then a couple weeks later, he's right back in the
4: game. Yeah, I I teased Devin. He, he thinks he's in the NBA or something. He had to be <laughs> carted off and came right back on the field. But he was—he was good. He—he was—he's uh, ready to go.
0: Is there any any difference between the the player you thought you were getting when when you guys took Michael Penix Jr. from from the transfer portal and and, and what he's put on film these first three weeks?
4: No, I, I, there there really isn't. I mean, I think. Our entire staff, you know, three of us for sure, between, you know, Nick and, and Coach DeBoer and myself have a ton of experience with Mike and know who he is and what he's capable of doing. And I think Mike's refinement process from when he got here through spring ball to fall camp and just taking in all the things and experiences that he's had as a quarterback and knowing the type of things that he needed to improve on and being able to be in a system that he could, you know, utilize and fall back a little bit knowing the system and then improve on all the little nuances and and he's taken all those steps but all the, all the throws um, the ability piece things like that are not a surprise at all. I, th- I think when Mike was in the big ten making throws I don't I don't feel like there's any ball on the field that he couldn't get to and things like that so I think just experience and, and confidence in the system has allowed Mike to really, you know, come out, uh, start hot, and make great decisions, and that's that's really enabled him to have a great year so far.
0: He's moving sometimes every receiver on the field around the formation pre-snap. Is that is that always coming from you? Is is he seeing yeah. things? or
4: that's coming from me, yep, yep. Do you anticipate that Jalen Polk
2: would have a big game like that? Was it a matchup that you knew, or is that just, I mean, it seems like you've, have so many different guys that you can go to and get
4: them play, just how does that evolve? Yeah, two, two of J.P.'s hits were, were uh, you know, plays that were designed for the Z that we knew there was a high probability that he would be able to get that hit, and I, I mean, we've said that before for a long, long time that, you know, that's one of the, I think, special things about this offense is that you can see all these receivers are going to have an opportunity to make a play, and so I think that's... Theoretically, going into the schematics of it, you would you would say for a defense, it's a little bit harder to get a beat on one guy, and, and hopefully um, make them be pretty broad in their coverage ideas and things like that. So, you know, I think every game we go into a good game plan, knowing that those guys are all going to have a shot to to make a play, and and uh, that happened again this this week. I don't
5: know how to ask this, so I'll just ask you: How impressed were you by the touchdown in Talapapa, and how many quarterbacks? Have you seen that can actually make that throw and thread
4: that in there like that? Two quarterbacks, and yes, I was impressed. That was Who's
5: the second besides defense that you see do that? Hayner. Hainer.
4: Hainer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But Mike is like his delivery and, and confidence. And again, I just it was a great ball, but just look at the placement. Not only was it a good football that Wayne could catch, but it also it was a protected throw. You know what I mean? He had the body of the offensive player in front of the defender, and the ball was pushed wide, and it was it was a great play. And and just shows you again, you know, Mike's ability to uh, process through things when it's not perfect, when his first read goes away or gets stuck, and being able to you know get through and understand, know exactly where that next throw is going to be, and then get the ball out of his hand. You know, and that's that's part of it. We've been protecting really well, but I thought Mike had you know, two critical plays in the football game that were throwaways that were huge. You think about the clutch drive, where he rolls out to his left and just throws the ball away. If he gets tackled there on whatever that was, the 42-yard line, and the clock's running, we got clock issues, and we're, we're second on a mile, I mean, that's a big play. And just his experience and understanding how to get the ball out is, has been huge for us. Does he
5: need to dial back a little bit on the velocity on a short game? You know, Mike.
4: Actually, Mike has really good touch. You know, there's a couple of those that he had to, you know, put pretty hot. But in general, um, we run a decent amount of, you know, crossers and underneath throws and things like that. But uh, most of the time, Mike's the one guy that that knows how to take a little bit off, keep the same arm tempo, but take a little bit off the throw. So typically, he does pretty good on that. If it comes out too hot because he's under duress, that that can happen at times.
6: Michigan State secondary. Was that just you guys beating them, or are they young and, and a little bit vulnerable? I, I couldn't really tell.
4: Uh, I mean, I think that every, you know, secondary is going to have some spots that you can go after and attack, and, and obviously we knew their their boundary safety three was out and potentially we'd be able to take advantage of that a little bit. But, um, you know, I thought more than anything, I thought it was our guys executing. And going into the game, we knew there was going to be you know, some catches that the guys were going to have to be, you know, contested like Rome's on the backup catch. I mean, that was a great throw and a great catch by him. You think about um, Jalen McMillan's catch. I thought that was incredible route detail by Jalen. That was him just beating the defender. He got on top, leaned inside, squeezed it so that he left Mike, you know, five yards on the on the side to be able to push the ball wide and, and make a great catch. So I think there, there's some of both, but... Um, I felt like our guys in critical moments, you know, out executed some of their guys. I've been
2: a play caller here, here for a couple of years in a row, and then hadn't done it for a number of years before that. How do you feel like you're maybe a better play caller now than you were a couple of years ago?
4: Oh, I, I think you just everything's always reps. You know what I mean? It's, it does take time, and and there's things that evolve in your decision making process. I think and. And as you're looking at a game plan, knowing the things that you'll be able to make a difference on, and making those shots count, and just not missing on them, and uh, I think that those are the things you gain more and more confidence in. And every year, you you see something, and it reminds you of a game how something else played out. So I think there's an experience piece to that 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 can build confidence, and you know exactly how you want your system to look. Um, I think I always talk to our staff. I think back to twenty nineteen was, was my first year calling it at Fresno. And there were some elements of that offense that were kind of out of our DNA a little bit. Um, you know, Kalen had left and had other guys come in, a lot of good ideas and things like that, but you know, didn't stay as true to some of the things that were principled in our offense. And, you know, those are those are things you learn from, you know, that where does the confidence come from in our system and what are we always going to be able to do on a week-to-week basis, and you know, just keep building off those things and and be able to identify things quicker that are advantageous for your offense. How
1: does play into that as as a play call in terms of going like that play? Let me go ahead and, and then maybe say, you know what, let me.
4: Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. There, there's a huge piece to that because there's, um, I think that would go with the experience piece too. Is knowing when, you know, you you may want to call out, you know it's going to be a good play but when you say, I know, you better you better know. You know, you might not be like, you know what, I just need to see that look one more time, run another setup up play before I get it. And so there's there's certainly a a patience piece and um, there's certainly a piece where you just got to pull the trigger too. And it's not always going to be the perfect look and you're going to have to count on you guys to make some plays too. So I think there's those things all add up together.
5: How do you coach against the emotions of Saturday and then trying to not let that carry over to this weekend and be drained by that. I think the Seahawks kind of maybe had that problem coming off that Monday night win yesterday against the Niners, but talk about that, how do you avoid that? Yeah,
4: I think it's experience, um, you know, that we're trying to share wisdom with our guys that that uh, for, as a coaching staff, we've been there on both sides of it on weeks where we've been part of teams and programs that have done a really good job managing a big win And been part of it where we haven't done as good a job, you know, and those are the things you share with the kids just in very matter of fact detail, you know, that we're expecting everybody that can be out there, be out there on Tuesday. You don't get a get an extra day off because of a big win. And it's it's critical to execute on a Tuesday. And Coach Jabora and I were just talking about this, actually, you know, and some of the. Mishaps that can happen when, when guys think that there's some type of carryover and you just you truly have to flush the game. I wish it was, you know, anything different than that. But really, you know, that was one of our huge points of emphasis yesterday was that, you know, we, we can't carry over. And I think, you know, I alluded to that early on that I was just really excited, proud of the guys that, you know, they realize that we're still building, that we're still uptrending, that there's still a lot of work to do, you know, and I think if the guys truly believe that in their heart and they continue to prepare like that, we'll continue to get better. Um, that, that point of satiation where they just kind of, they're, they're satisfied and they stop being hungry. That, that can be problematic. And and we tried to use, honestly, when I met with them, I, I said, you know, I felt like we potentially played a team that had a little bit, you know, their fridge was full and they weren't as, weren't as hungry. And, we just got keep to keep the padlock on that fridge and stay freaking hungry, man. That's that's going to be important.
2: You, you have a long history as an offensive line coach, obviously. And I'm wondering, uh, how does your background as an line coach affect the way that maybe you see offense or the way that you call plays? Just having that breadth of, of knowledge, how does that affect the way that you do your job now?
4: Uh, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm really fortunate that way that I've been able to coach, you know, every position in offense at one point in my career. So I think when you have that, you know, opportunity to be able to just see everything as a whole picture, I think it makes it a lot easier to call plays, honestly. I mean, you can think about what the challenges are for each individual, you know, position group in a given moment and what's going to be hard about that concept or that play or that moment. And those are the things I think you can always – You know, at least try to add up and and take account for to to try to be successful because if you're if you're just thinking from one train of thought or one path or one position I think that that can be you know a disadvantage for your offense
0: The fact that Mike hasn't been sacked through three weeks and now having gone up against the team that was leading the nation in sacks is it does the credit for that go all the way around the entire offense? Uh, you know, talk about the O-line plus Mike uh, right. collaborating
5: to make that the effect.
4: Well, I think the last part you said is, is the most important. It is without question. It's a collaboration. You know, it's running backs. It's offensive line. it's It's Mike, you know, and the one time Mike got hit, he – He actually missed the protection flip you know and and i think it even surprised mike because he pointed it out he just forgot to flip the the inside of the protection so um you know mike doesn't make those mistakes twice though so um, that that's something that i think is a huge piece of it as those guys um, they worked their tails off. We actually gave the detail award to the offensive line this week uh, for their pass protection specifically. Uh, they put a ton of work into it. There was a lot of complex looks, specifically in red zone and third down, and they did a great job. They were ready to go. Corey made some great calls and and kept the point in the right spot. So it, it's it's a lot of work, but it's it's more than just five guys. It's the quarterback. It's a running back. It's you know, when it's not perfect, it's Mike getting the ball out of his hand. So there's a lot of things that obviously go with that. We just felt like going into the game that as long as we didn't give up any A-gap or B-gap problems, that that we would be able to manage. What
5: you make of the job that specifically Roger and Troy did on Winman in that game Saturday?
4: Yeah, I, you know, honestly, and I'm not saying this in a overconfident way, I totally expected that. I did. I, I was going to be um, – I would have been disappointed if they couldn't have handled him just because they they knew we had worked and drilled so hard. Um, He had two very specific moves in his pass rush that we drilled into him, and I thought they did a great job of defending those two moves, and and, uh, they knew what he was. You know, He's a a speed player with great athleticism, and so you just got to know what his one advantage is and take it away from him. And I thought specifically Troy did a fantastic job. I didn't feel like the pocket was ever in danger because of Troy.
5: So, with Jackson back, if he is back, Troy's been playing great. Mm-hmm. Does Jackson slide back in at left tackle? Does Troy guard?
4: Right now, that's where we'd work. Um, and, and more so just because we saw a lot of two things, I should say. Um, got a lot of film of Troy playing really, really well at guard as well throughout spring and fall camp. And then just, you know, comfort level as far as Jackson's concerned. I know earlier in Jackson's career he played a little bit of guard as well, and, and that'd be, he could do that as well. But from a comfort standpoint, we'd probably make that the starting point. It doesn't mean that's how things always end up, but I think that's the easiest transition
2: sphere with uh, fourth quarter running lead and trying to continue to be aggressive because you guys were moving the ball for the air all game, but also with clock and trying to manage that, how, how do you
4: approach that? This is a really long discussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's uh, um, Yeah, there, there's a fine line. There's one of those when you get done with the game is, did I stay aggressive enough? At the same time, Was I was I trying to play team football, you know, you have to, you have to weigh all those things out. And I think those are the the calls you come back to and you, you make honest assessments afterwards. Like, Hey, I could have maybe taken a punch right here and, you know, stayed a little more aggressive in this spot or, you know what, we didn't execute here, but this was a good call. We used this much clock did these things so that there definitely is a fine line. I think that some of those things, it's a moving target as well. If, if uh, you know, I thought the defense had an incredible game plan and played really, really well. And, if things change and they start to move a little bit different way and, and that lead gets different, um, you have to you know, adjust what you're calling.
1: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Good afternoon. You, you know, uh, we fly after, uh, every win, uh, the whole week and fly the W and dubs up, you know, all week long. But, uh, you know, we've already moved on last night, uh, after we, uh, med- meetings and, and make our corrections, uh, we spent a little time on the field, moving around, getting the bodies going, um, you know, it's time to move on and, uh. You know, less than 24 hours after uh, a, a nice win, big win for us. Um, you know, we're on to Stanford, so I'm excited about uh, you know the the energy that uh, should exist, that existed yesterday, that uh, should exist tomorrow in practice when we get back on the football field, and you know, um, you know, just uh, also understanding that uh, there are so many things that could have been even better than what happened Saturday night. So I think we got a, I know we got a group of guys that. Uh, you know, felt that way at the beginning that this could be where we're at, um, and now they see stacking days on top of days, um, practices on top of practices, and now games on top of games. It's uh, been something that they really see, you know, all the hard work paying off and uh, the belief and trust in each other, you know, coming through. And um, you know, they're in a, they're in a good spot, but we can't get full of ourselves. Uh, we got a big. Uh, a big game this weekend starting conference play and uh you know uh, stanford had the weekend off and so you know they're going to be fresh and have had a lot of time to get ready to to play us here this weekend you know had a chance to watch us and do some prep before even this weekend so
6: Uh, let alone not getting full of themselves and enjoying a victory too long this almost seemed to reestablish this program because it wasn't competitive last year even the games they won had to go down to the last second and they didn't beat up on anybody but Arkansas State which was expected did, did they feel a little bit more um, you know who they are?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, week one, I think I said it last week too, week one, we had to play just to get on the football field, see where we're at and feel that continuity. And you could tell tell that we were putting plays and stacking plays on top of plays. And um, I think then, you know, week one and two were very similar as far as just, you know, because of who we we're facing um, and then, uh, you know, a test against a, a top ranked team, um, team that's coming across the country that's... Uh, Very well recognized, you know, and uh, respected. And, um, you know, for our guys to prove that and and it showed in their preparation that uh, there was confidence because you can hear confidence through communication. You can hear it just in the way they are throughout the week. And uh, you know, respect all, fear none it is certainly a common theme that we have in our locker room. But it still can't just be words, and we needed to prove that it was words. We respected them throughout the week, and then um, I think uh, you know, as much as we're trying to prove things to other people, first we got to prove it to ourselves, and we uh, we did that. Uh, and the guys are fired up, and I think uh, I don't think they're surprised, but I know they're really, in retrospect, thinking about where they're at and their confidence 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 now compared to where they've been, you know, in the past Weeks, months, years. And so it's pretty cool to see, you know, and that's why you do what you do as a football coach. Um, not just building a great team, but just uh, helping guys realize that, uh, you know, you can become more than even what you think you can. And uh, we're on that path.
5: What did the tapes show you about the goal line offense? And it sounds like Ryan said, you're a little bit limited personnel-wise with Richard's kind of health. or
1: yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, you saw the guys that were on the field were the guys that won, the ones that took the most reps in those spots. Uh, offense and defense and um, the execution certainly certainly could have been better I mean we had to have been inches uh, on the one uh, where Wayne actually the ball kind of fell out of his hands uh, right at the goal line too I mean that literally had to be an inch or two because I know his foot crossed the goal line the ball did not Um, and so we just we um, you know tempoed and and Ryan uh, talked about the execution uh, sometimes can go both ways and we just uh, you know got to stay low earth our pads, um, you know, the scheme was there. Um, we just got to execute a little bit better and uh, I looking back on it you know you kind of you always wonder when in the moment like okay because should we have done something different um, I feel good about what we were trying to do um, you you know you can still continue to second guess and say oh we could have done this and probably been fine but we had uh, we had the amount of amount of numbers we needed and uh, you know uh, we just got to you know coach it up a little bit better and and put those guys in those spots and and um, you know make it happen next time and learn from it
2: now, you, you've been a very good play caller in the past and it seems like there's kind of art an and science to the way you go about doing that. And seeing what Ryan's doing right now, what makes him a good play caller and also how have you seen him
1: evolve over the last couple of years you've been with him? Yeah, it's just been awesome seeing it. You know, first it starts with, um, you know, I guess even before work ethic. I was going to say work ethic and how hard he works at making sure he knows uh, and has a plan in place and, and knows what defenses are doing. But at first it first just starts with humility that you don't know it all, and he just constantly is asking questions, learning, meeting with people. Call you know, um, you know, as as proud as of a of a of a play caller he is. I mean he you know, in the summer months and in the spring, you know, just not afraid to bounce something off me, you know, nothing too big, nothing too small. And uh, starts with that humility and that desire to have a growth mindset and always continue to get better. And um, then it goes to, you know, just the work ethic he has, just, uh, you know, very few people that are ever going to beat him to the office and be here any later, you know, and so him understanding and seeing what's uh, out there on the football field, um, you know, he just, he's locked in, you know, you can see, and what he's saying is almost happening, uh, you know, before it's happened, you know, that, Hey, this safety is going to widen at the snap. Oh, yep. There he goes. You know, this linebackers leaving space for someone to fill that area. And, you know, that's what's happening. You click on the film on Sunday and, you know, what's really cool is, um, hearing the checks that Mike makes or the things that happen, um, are being pretty much almost, talked and discussed on the headphones before it was made, you know, that check that Mike might make or, Hey, this is going to be a throw or this can be a handoff on an RPO, you know, that's happening, you know, and, uh, um, even the one I heard uh, Coach Grubb talk about, um, you know, the one protection that Mike didn't check, you know, it's time he really got hit, you know, and um, that was being discussed on the sidelines over the headphones, Coach Grubb and, you know, a couple other coaches as well, you know, and all in sync and uh, just the management, the organization leads to to great um, belief in the in the team, and when there's that belief that goes both ways between coordinator and quarterback, coordinator and coaches, coordinator. Coaching staff and now the players, and then the players giving that belief back to uh, them. You know, Um, we're able to be really aggressive right now because um, we're confident Mike will be okay with checking it down if and not force it down the field and put us in a tough spot where the ball is being turned over or hold on to the ball too long. Um, I mean, again, two minute drill going down the field at the end. You know, the first half and just um, you know, there's about a there's about five or six scenarios that you got to be ready for when you don't have the timeouts and stuff. And, uh, there's, you know, 30 seconds on the clock uh, and it's fourth down, you know, not just that play, but you got to, you got to be ready for the next play or two after that. And um, we're all in sync and it's really cool and it's fun to see him. And, you know, there's times and places you just don't get in his way, you know, Uh, give him the, give him the advice he he needs to hear, the things that he needs to hear, you know, managing the game. I heard you asking questions about that and, um, you know, we won the game. You know, and uh, there just comes a mathematical, I believe this, doing it for 20-some years and having to close out games, there comes a mathematical piece where you just got to get that clock running. There's four possessions that have to, be, to, to to have. And, you know, if you do the math, I mean, even worst-case scenario, there's going to have to be multiple onside kicks that are going to have to be had for them to win the football game. And, um, you know, that's not the way it feels. It doesn't always feel good sometimes that way where the gap was closed at the end but what's the most important is that, that there's a W, you know, and he found a way to win the game. And and uh, a lot of that is attributed to how great we were in the first three-plus quarters and putting yourself in that spot to where there's a lot of different options and a lot of different ways the game can play out at the end. You
5: mentioned, just going back to Michael, I opened up the internet this morning, which was a scary place. I see so have eyes and hype for uh, I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to embrace that? You want the kids to kind of maybe kneel a little bit about that or just ignore yeah. it and move on? Or
1: how do you? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He was in it before, you know, a couple of years ago. I mean, at this time of the season. And, and um, you know, you got to win football games, I think, is a huge part of uh, anything uh, when it comes to those type of awards. And so I think if he just keeps his focus on what it's been, and that's winning football games, he um, he's naturally going to be a big part of us winning. And so if we just focus on winning football games, those individual accolades will come. And, um, I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, that's that's the way it is, not just with the quarterback position, the other positions as well. So pour into the team, pour into winning, um, pour into just, uh, you know, being the best you can. And, um, you know, we would say live with the results, but the results will come, you know, in those form and fashions of, of, of getting those accolades. Did you jump into that posh pit in the game? I did. I was just trying to make sure everything was was uh, all squared, making sure the Michigan State guys weren't in the middle of it. You know, I saw their coaches were kind of trying to check, and um, I was still kind of. Congrat! I had my back to it actually when it came out, so I didn't even realize what was happening right away. And and, then just trying to make sure everything was all all good with our players and our our team because you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of energy, and about 99.9% of it was good. But you just always got to be be ready for something when uh, high emotions and excitement are are all are all happening. But you know, cool cool thing for our for our team. I know. I mean, you know hopefully there's many, many more big victories down the road and they all don't have to result in a storm in the field because that becomes the expectation in our program.
2: You've won three national championships uh, in your career. This was beating the 11th ranked team at home and probably different levels of hype Mm -hmm. because it's a bigger program. Can you compare some of your big wins in your career and what that was like?
1: Yeah, this is uh, definitely one of them. I mean, you know, anytime, um, you know, you're – You know, and this is like you said, it's in a totally different stage and where we're at in our program. So that's why it's it's one of those big wins. Um, And so um, it was a lot of fun. My biggest joy is always sitting back and watching players you know, high five and hugs, you know, sometimes tears, you know, um, you know, it wasn't tears when we walked in the locker room, but as I talked to individuals, there's guys that became choked up on what they've experienced and how they've, uh, how they've seen themselves grow their team, this team grow. Um, but just, there's nothing better than when you win championships, when you win big games, sitting back and just seeing the smiles and seeing, you know, that's what I love as a head coach is trying to facilitate an environment where, um, you know where the, the the training staff, the equipment staff, the, the academics that you name the staff, the piece of the department, uh, where they're all just so happy because um, they know how much everyone's poured into you know getting to where we're at, and uh, you know hopefully this is just the beginning.
2: You got a couple of loud special teams plays from Devon Banks and yeah. Carson, and what have those guys done to embrace? Kind of underappreciated aspect of the game, and, and how important is that in terms of getting things rolling from a momentum
1: standpoint? No, no question uh, that that was uh, that was noticeable, um, really noticeable. I made sure I addressed that in a strong way yesterday in the team meeting, just how uh, you know Bruner's hit and Devon uh, had a couple, and um, you know two weeks ago. Um, and where we're at now, the improvement we've made special teams wise. And we aren't, again, not there yet. But in that area, particular um you know we're we're trying to get those kicks deeper 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 but hey if they're going to get returned all right let's go down and set the tone and, and be physical understand our assignments which we're getting better at every single week feeding off each other um it's more complex than just running down as hard as you can and trying to you know tackle the ball carrier you know there's there's a lot happening because if you do that you'll get out-schemed and out-techniqueed and all that so um and then the mindset and just the like hey you know Right, You don't know which way the ball carrier is going to be. And all of a sudden he's in your lap and you got a chance to make that big, big hit. And uh, Devon and Bruner and those guys all just being ready and ready for the moment. And it was, uh, it, was it was pretty, pretty sweet um, seeing that. And so I'm proud of the guys, special teams, uh, you know, the buy in um, some of the biggest field changing um, t- you know, times of, of the game are on special teams and so we preach that. Um, I've told them that uh, referring to three national championships, all three national championships had special teams touchdowns in them and so that's always going to be a big part of what's, uh, what's preached in our program.
6: Was this last weekend maybe the ultimate chance to sell your program? Because you had all these recruits here I think and, and then you had a national TV audience watching with potentially other recruits or just or just people catching on
1: to what you're doing here. Yeah, it was a huge, uh, just kind of, you know, we, we, we can talk it, um, you know, and what the, the the feel is, and we you know talk about the family um, and just uh, you know making this such a great experience for our guys. And winning's a huge part of that. And Um, you know yeah it it was a it was a great advertisement for our program whether it be across the country um, but even just uh, you know the people that got a chance to experience whether it be um, the fans um, but in particular as you referred uh, with our recruits that were here um, committed uncommitted um, those guys just really experiencing it Uh, it wasn't I I mean there was something. I guess it maybe was eye-opening to them you know like wow you know um, this is this place is special. This place is different. And they got a chance to see it firsthand.
2: The Michigan State rushing game, they averaged uh, negative yards before contact in that game, which I haven't heard of happening a lot. What, what can you say about the defensive line play, the edge play,
1: linebacker play that all went into Yeah, that it effort? fires me up. It fires me up. Uh, you know, just... Um, It fires me up because you know I think there's there's still there was those questions I can tell by the way I get asked questions and um, you know just uh, what's the run defense and I understand why those questions are asked and I get it and um, for us to even go from where we were at week one week two and now week three different opponents different styles Um, a lot of the yards you know came with the quarterback scrambling um, you know and that's happened a few times different type of quarterback scrambles uh, not as much a you know um, with, with uh, the designed run game but um, a lot of the yards came that way but when it came down to what Michigan State was trying to do run the football um, we were pretty locked in and loaded on um, being where we needed to be um, understanding um, who was going where and how we all needed to play off each other and just being physical when it came down to it and a lot of gang tackling uh, you know that I saw just a lot of you know even a back spinning out kind of trying to fight loose and then just more guys there. And that's that's uh, knowledge, you know, of what we're trying to accomplish and how we do it, but also just effort and uh, desire, you know. And um, I thought we, we really um, rose to the occasion. And I love it because that's going to be an important piece of us going through conference play um, starting this weekend uh, to be able to stop the run, make teams one-dimensional. Um, I still feel like a huge strength of ours is getting after the quarterback and um, – you know, you know, we'll be able to do that as we uh, go through the season, making teams one dimensional.
5: Kayla, I asked Ryan about guarding against the emotional letdown mm-hmm. after Saturday into Stanford. This is a program that UW's had some issues with over the years. Talk to me about how you coach against that
1: and what you see these guys bring on the table Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it's really, I mean, I don't care where you're at. Um, you can make it about this program the history. Of this is a totally different staff, totally, you know, a lot of new players. Um, so, to me, what has happened in the past isn't about now. Um, but I know that the fan base and that, the, that I understand why that's uh, discussed and talked about. So, that's all fair. But uh, I think... Um, it's the experiences you've been through, and how you just uh, you set it up. We've set this up not just this week for this moment. We've set this up ever since we got here. The one and all mindset, and just moving forward. And whether it be the adversity, okay. And we talk about adversity and the response to adversity, making it temporary. Which, by the way, I thought we were phenomenal. At you know our responses to scores that they had, we were great. But now, when things are good the response. And, uh, you know, our response is to, you know, people let up, they fall below the standard of preparation, work ethic. And, you know, we've set this up for this moment um, to make sure we have a good week and that, uh, you know, we don't take anything for granted. Um, All those principles and concepts that we discuss from day one um, are built into these moments too, not just the ones where we're, our backs are up against the wall.
2: When it comes to that run defense. You know, some of those D linemen don't get the stats when it comes to tackles, and they're taking up double teams and yep. stuff. Who did you see really stand out when it comes to you know Tule and Fatui and, and MJ? And all? Who,
1: who stood out on tape? I, honestly, I mean, I know this is. I mean, I thought they all did a really good job, and I think they're they're uh, they're straining the word that I like. I've used it a couple times here, just to be like they're straining. Um, they knew they had to raise their game. Um, all of those guys, Tule, um you know, Fatui, and. Um, You know, MJ, I thought I thought I was excited for MJ because I I told him this to either Friday night or Saturday morning, said, hey, I just feel like I remember getting on the elevator and it was at the hotel and uh, asked him how he was doing. I just really thought he had a next level of, uh, you know, coming off his injury. I think, you know, now he's he's. More, uh, re- he's, his recovery's been good. And now he's actually, you know, thriving again. He's actually progressing, you know, physically. And so I was really excited to see him get out there. And, um, you know, I think. He had a great, great game, you know, whatever, 15 to 20 snaps. I can't remember the exact number, but uh, just did a really nice job. And uh, they're playing within the scheme. They're doing what they're being asked to do. Like you said, they're not going to get a lot of the tackles. Other guys are going to get those tackles, but they're eating up blocks. And a guy like MJ in particular, I mean, he's going to eat up a lot of people. You know, we know how hard that is. And I know how hard that's been over the years to uh, block guys that size. But Tule's, uh, you know, snapping off the ball at the line of scrimmage and causing problems. And, and uh, you know, Dewey's um, also been just, like, really, you know, like uh, just consistent, constant each and every play.
4: Yeah, going back to kind of how you set this thing up, game one, game two,
1: game three and four, how satisfying is it, and I'm going to use what Ryan Grubb said, that after such a big win, the players felt that they left some meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's the exciting piece. Um, um cuz that it could have gone. I mean, you know, a couple fourth down plays, right? Um both sides of the ball really is what it came down to. A couple a couple more of those and the game gets uh gets uh, out of control a little bit even quicker. But um you know, you got to credit Michigan State making those plays and and um and being physical uh, whether depending what side of the ball, but uh our guys, you know, just um you know, uh, they see it. They see what they're capable of. They see the potential that exists within this 2022 football team. And, um, you know, uh, they're, uh, they're just going to keep, uh, keep coming. And, you know, right now the next man up mentality is what's really cool also. You know, just the next guy stepping in and really us uh, not hesitating and not flinching, you know, is, is a pretty neat thing. Uh, goes along with the mindset we have, you know, just uh, just keep fighting, keep swinging.
0: People have noticed that, that Washington, Oregon, Wazoo, Oregon State are all off to really good starts. Or all look like they're pretty good teams at the same time. Is there any tangible benefit
1: to the, the Pacific Northwest schools all, all being good at once? yeah I would think that you know we're bringing uh, you know notoriety obviously to our programs but um, you know good football is being played and uh, it, you know it, it tells us that we got to be at our best uh, and that's why we got to keep improving you know because those those games down the road are, are going to be big ones and they're going to be um, against really good football teams and so um, it's, it's for us internally you know to understand that we got to keep getting better um, and then we represent uh, you know each other in a way too especially when we're playing these non-conference games, and you know that uh, the Pac-12 conference is uh, very strong, and and um, you know it's, it's uh, you know obviously uh, speaking on both sides of my mouth here, you know it's it's great to see, but it's also an understanding that uh, you know we're going to have our hands full uh, throughout the entire 12-game season. Apparently, you won an
5: award today.
1: Did you see that? No, I did not. God. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I know that. No, I, We've had a lot of prospects on campus, and so uh, finishing that up, and, uh, you know, I did not know. Does that, does that
5: resonate with you and staff when you get
1: that kind of uh, it's, it's all. I mean, it's, again, the board's just like we're talking about with Mike and the Heidman. I mean, it's, it's it goes across the board, and uh, there's no way without this staff um, and I know I get uh, a lot of the credit here and you know things uh things don't go right you know it goes the other way too but um i mean this staff has just been awesome um and in just the preparation and the team's been incredible it's just that those awards are all team team things to me so i appreciate it appreciate these guys